0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Rob Zamet. Yep, and this week it is... Australia's leading podcast about dogs. What's it called, Rob? I'm not telling you, because every time I do, you say, you're saying the same thing every week. You said that last week.
2: Well, I think it's okay to say that it is called The Doggy Pod, and of course you all know that. And we have new episodes out every Friday. Yeah, and look, don't
1: forget, it's November now, and in this November 2021, we've teamed up with Bondi Pet. Not the Bondi Pet, because Stephen will get cross with me if I keep saying that just bondipet.com go to that site and
2: what's there that's like a a marketplace isn't it it's
1: a marketplace for all things dogs it's fantastic you know bedding uh, food some yeah every range of food all
2: your pets well
1: all your pets needs all different pets of course because it comes from the family of the bondi vet which you no, know, they go through a broad range of animals on that show. It's a brilliant show. And
2: and our listeners, of course, will get uh, like they did last week, twenty uh, percent off.
1: Yep. that's in November twenty twenty one. All I have to do is go over there and put the code the doggy pod all in capitals, T H E D O G G Y P O D. The doggy pod. Put that in as a code, and you get twenty percent off plus. Free delivery.
2: Okay, now moving on. What of uh, what's on the show? We, we're going to talk about all things green, aren't we? Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. we are. Vegetables, vegetables, vegetables are, can be good for your dog, and they can be really, really bad for your dogs if you get the wrong ones. So, I'm going to talk about the you know, top five vegetables that I do recommend people feed, and we're going to certainly discuss the ones that you should avoid at all costs.
2: Now, also, we're going to talk about uh, some other work that Rob does. Um, for this place called uh, Zambi Wildlife Sanctuary. Yeah, Zamb-
1: Zambi Wildlife Sanctuary was started because there are a lot of um, older animals that no longer have homes. And I'm talking lions and tigers and monkeys and even marmosets, would you believe, and uh, all sorts of different animals that we have out there that are access to zoos and they've got nothing, no place for them to live. And uh, they need a home we've got meerkats out there as well so quite a few animals
2: that in need of a home we take them off at the zambie wildlife sanctuary also we've got yet another one of rob's dogs this could go on for so long rob has had so many dogs in his life and continues to do so anyway we've got uh, another dog this week in rob's dogs all right let's get on with it Mm -hmm. what have you been doing this week rob one of the things we had was a lot of uh, gastroenteritis in
1: dogs this week So there seems to be an outbreak in the Sydney Basin. And uh, oddly enough, some of them are suspected cases of coronavirus. Now, coronavirus in dogs is different to coronavirus in humans. The dog and cat version of coronavirus is in what's called the alpha group, whereas the uh, human one is in the beta group.
2: So it's still called coronavirus.
1: Yeah, corona is a family Uh, COVID is the specific one that they're referring to for humans, COVID-19, and it causes respiratory problems. And very, very rarely could a dog catch COVID COVID type of coronavirus. Right. They get another type. um, And strangely enough, we've had the vaccine available since about... I think well before 2016 it might have been 2014 that the vaccines for dogs, for dogs. Oh. we've had a corona vaccine for dogs and the scientists that developed that uh, did turn around and say we can develop a corona vaccine for humans no one would give them the money can you believe that
2: they thought well that's never nah, going to happen we don't
1: need that no nah, there you go so you know we could have been well ahead of the curve then but anyway I'm telling you, scientists are important out there. If you're in government land, give them some funding. Don't get Rob's dog. Anyway, Anyway, so um, these dogs are presenting with vomiting and diarrhoea. If your dog does have a bout of diarrhoea at home, the first thing I tell people is don't feed it for 24 hours. If it's continually vomiting and continually straining at the back passage, don't wait. Get to the vet. But if your dog's calm enough and not vomiting, has had a bit of diarrhoea, Please withdraw food for 24 hours. Make sure you leave plenty of water, and if they're drinking and keeping the water down, that's fine. You can add a bit of electrolytes if you want to to the water, but fast them. Then the next thing I always say to people, the next meal should be a meal of cooked rice, white rice, and when you cook the rice, don't put it through the strainer. Don't get rid of the rice water. Keep all the starch. All that rice water, that starch coats the bowel, coats the intestine and helps them get over whatever the bug is that might be inside them. Mix that with some cooked meat, either minced meat or some cooked chicken is usually my preference, and just feed them that for the next couple of days if they're holding that down and the diarrhoea clears, clears up, slowly put them back onto their normal food.
2: So what 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 were you doing with these dogs that uh, turn up here well, some the of the clinic?
1: We'll examine them. We usually give them some antibiotics to cover the secondary bacterial infection that they can get. Um, I like to give them a gastrointestinal drug to you know, slow down the gut a little bit and keep things calm and, and you know, if you like, stop the diarrhea. If they're vomiting, they'll go on to some of the drugs, you know, like Maxilon Stematil that we use in humans to stop vomiting. Oh, that, Maxilon yeah. Yeah, yeah, they get oh, yeah, one of right. those two. Yeah, never, oh, Everybody knows about uh, that, mate. Of course they do. Um, so you might give them that type of drug to stop vomiting, uh, there are other veterinary drugs to stop vom- vomiting, like ceremia, so it's up to the vet to make his individual decision, his or her individual decision, as to what's the best drug of choice. The ones that are vomiting all the time, however, uh, we admit them, or if the diarrhoea is really bad, especially if there's any blood in the diarrhoea, we will admit them and put them onto an intravenous strip. We shave their little legs, put a catheter in there, and put them on a, fluid line, intravenous fluid line, same as they do if you go to hospital and you need fluids for some reason and they hook you you up to a drip, it's amazing how dogs really just tolerate that. They'll just lay there and most of them, well over 90% of them, will not try and bite and chew the drip out. They just accept it. Well,
2: they they know when they come to see Dr. Rob that everything will be all right.
1: Well, that's it. We put them on that. The fluid pump like you have in humans goes on and they stay there for one, two, three, four days, whatever it is, whatever it takes until they're back to normal, and then they go home.
2: All right, as you know, we like to do a lot of top fives on this (laughs) show. Um, Anyway, this week we're doing the top five vegetables you should feed your dog. Now, I don't know if you have to give your dog vegetables or not, uh, which Rob will talk about in a second but um, if you do which I think you're supposed to give them a couple I don't know anyway uh, mm. what would be the top question. five and of course I'm sure there's some vegetables you shouldn't be giving oh please no no or, definitely what are the top not. five or, or, well, or should you be giving give vegetables the, at yeah, all yeah should you
1: in the wild dogs do eat vegetables and they eat. Cooked vegetables in the wild. No, of course, I know
2: you've told the story many times oh, about. Know, but um,
1: people say, "Wait a minute, we mean they cooked vegetables in the wild." Inside the herbivores that they that the pack brings down, of course, are vegetables. And uh, I'll remind the listeners that know and those that don't know: inside the herbivore, so many juices and bacteria as well, Stephen, that actually cook the vegetable matter so that the herbivore can absorb it in some fashion.
2: And, of course, you're going back, you know, quite a few years yeah, when, when but dogs, dogs hunted in packs. Yeah, but dogs' intestinal tract hasn't changed.
1: Dogs' intestinal tract, they're still carnivores, they still eat meat, and they will do really well with cooked vegetables. Nothing in the intestinal tract has changed to say they should eat raw vegetables. They don't get as much out of raw vegetables, if anything at all, for some of the stuff, you know. People like to grate the carrot and put it in raw and grate the Mm. zucchini and grate this and grate that or put it through a blender or whatever. But in actual fact, cooking the vegetable is usually much, much better for the dog than anything else you can do for it. Now, which vegetables do I like?
2: Give us your top five. Well,
1: for me, cabbage is probably almost number one because you can cook as much cabbage as you like and cook it with stock and add it to the diet. It fills them up and if it's nice and warm on a cold winter's night mixed with their meat and biscuits, they love it. And it keeps them warm. It doesn't put on any weight. Ah. The biggest problem we have with Slimming dogs cabbage. in Western society is that they're usually overweight. If you look at a dog, you know, Mother Nature doesn't want a dog that is round. We do. Aesthetically, we like that rounded look, believe it or not, in mm. our dogs. But really, you should be able to just, just see the last couple of ribs if it's a short-coated dog. And that should be a little bit of a tuck-up, not big, full, round dog. So cooked cabbage is a, a cabbage really good... cabbage is up. number one. And sometimes I'll just use cooked cabbage with a bit of mince and nothing else when I want a weight reduction diet in, my, in the dog. Another good vegetable, of course, is carrots. Uh, again, cooked carrots, Well cooked, I cook mm-hmm. the carrots. People do like to give them raw so a dog can crunch on it. That's fun, sure. But if you want the dog to be get more nutrition out of it and you're adding it to his food, to his plate of food, cook carrots.
2: Would most dogs like a carrot? A raw carrot?
1: Um, surprisingly, quite a few dogs do because there is some sugar in a raw carrot, oh. so they do. That dog has a bit of a sweet tooth. They will eat that. Uh, I might try that. Chomp, chomp it up, and they don't mind that at all. Cooked pumpkin, good fibre, and pumpkin's interesting. People use pumpkin both f- for dogs that have diarrhoea and dogs that are a bit constipated. <laughs> it seems to settle the tummy up either you know, way. Either yeah. way, so but well cooked pumpkin, and you know, it's is the order of the day. Right. So I have no problems with pumpkin. Um, potatoes. Dogs do well with cooked potatoes, but peel them. Not Don't leave not the, the peel. Skin. On, not the skin. The skin can have toxins in it. So please uh-huh. peel and cook your potatoes. You can mash them up if you want to, but uh, don't add milk because dogs don't do well with lactose. That'll give them diarrhea. So just mash them up if you want to or just whatever way you want to do it. I, I usually, if I cook potatoes till they're really soft... Put them in their bowl with their meat and their uh, biscuits, and then use my hand to mash it all through. And not only do they get the enjoyment of the potato and everything else, but they get the smell of your hand or the smell of you in there while they're eating. They think, ah, "Oh, this is that's my mum good and thing. my dad gave me this. This is good. This is really good." They're good hunters, aren't they, mum and dad? They always come home with
2: food. <laughs> and so the and, fifth <clears throat> top. Yeah,
1: now, the fifth one is is, is a. a a bit of a weird one, and people think, "Oh, yuck!" But not Brussels sprouts. Yeah, Did oh sprouts. No, I didn't. Oh, I was just. <laughs> it's and it's in the cabbage family, but again, well cooked. Now, most people hate Brussels sprouts, but if you there's an, there is a really interesting way of doing it. If you cut the Brussels sprouts in half, just lightly parboil them, and then fry them with a little bit of bacon. And uh, maple syrup, and you know, till they're really brown on on the cut surface, mm-hmm. they taste really nice. I wouldn't give that to
2: the dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> just for you. Why are you getting the dogs doing it? Well, actually, ready?
1: I do give that to the dog. I'm telling big fibs. Yeah, I reckon your dogs get pretty well fed. <laughs> they do. They do. I fry it with a bit of oil when I'm doing it, for, with the, when the dogs can have it, not butter because of the lactose. So. Oh ah, okay. Yeah. But just, what?
2: So there mm. must be vegetables that aren't good for you.
1: Yeah. Number oh. one of that hit parade is the onion. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, onions are really, Cooked really or raw. Cooked or raw. Right. Oh, I don't care how you do it. Just keep away from onions, please, for okay. goodness sakes. Okay. Onions have uh, allium in them, A-L-L-I-U-M, and it's very toxic. It ruptures red blood cells and it can shut down the bone marrow so the dogs no longer produce um, any red blood cells. It's called an aplastic anemia and the dog dies. Dogs that eat right. too many onions. What we were doing, of course, in the old days, there was a lot, was a lot of onion in Chinese food. Yes, yeah. and, and you
2: give you give your leftovers to your dog to the dog,
1: and tasty yeah. and everything. And of course, a lot of dogs did die. I can give them diarrhea and vomiting, but well, and also garlic, worse than, garlic would be in there as well. Yeah, it? garlics. Yeah, not so much because you don't give as much garlic as you do onions. Mm. But if you're giving garlic, only a little bit and not every day. People use garlic every day. Because they say it's good for fleas and worms. I thought thought garlic
2: was really bad for, like, at all. Well,
1: I don't give it to to my dogs. I prefer to worm them and and give them a flea product, far less uh, toxic to dogs, that's for sure. Avocados, of course, they have in their skin and their leaves and in the pit a thing called person, which causes some severe renal failure in dogs. And it's also in the flesh of the um, avocado, not as much, but then the dog, especially a little dog, doesn't need to eat much avocado to have that effect on it. I so did not know that. Keep away. And, of course, grapes. Grapes are very tough.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Toxic for dogs. Really? Grapes, sultanas, currants, any of those, keep right away because that will shut down their kidneys. The toxin will really shut down their kidneys and kill them. Nuts. People think nuts are good for dogs for some reason, but dogs can't digest nuts. And if you don't break them, they don't break them down a lot. And I have, on quite a few occasions, had dogs with real belly aches. I X-ray them. The gas is always in one place. It's where the small intestine meets the large intestine. There's a structure called the cecum there, which is like an appendix. Mm. And it's like they've got an appendicitis or, you know, we call it Tiflitis, but it's the cecum is really under uh, a lot of pressure and a lot of problems. And at, at times, I've even opened dogs up and removed the ce- the cecum. And what have I found in there? Whole nuts. Yeah, so well, they're quite small. Avoid obviously. the nuts. And the other uh, last thing that I would say: be aware of what part of the fruit or whatever it is that you feed. Um, Things like peas and beans can be quite good but they can cause a lot of gas and not just gas at the other end but gas in the stomach and could lead to bloat. Mm. Bananas are great for dogs but make sure they don't eat the skin because that can be quite toxic. Apples are good for dogs but again, not the core with the, with the uh, seeds oh, in Oh yeah, them. of course.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, so bananas are uh, good Oh dogs. Yeah,
1: dogs? Dogs love bananas and blueberries and blueberries are great because of the antitoxins yeah, d- d- and dogs do like them. Even things like mango, but avoid the seed, because again, I have had to pull out mango seeds from dogs. They get oh. stuck.
2: Surprise, surprise. All right, as we mentioned earlier, we're teaming up with our friends from BondiPet.com, BondiPet.com, which is a, an online marketplace for all you know, sort of pet needs, really, dogs, cats, goldfish you name it you can buy stuff there it's really great um and so we're teaming up with them but uh they're doing a little something for all of you listeners as well please explain Mm. Rob.
1: well you can get 20 percent off all their products across the whole range in november
2: 2021
1: which is now now so get on there and you have to use a code the code is the doggy pod all in capitals if you do that, you not only get twenty percent off, you get free shipping, and they've got whatever range of dog food your dog's on. It'll probably be there.
2: Yeah, be very unlikely not to be there. So it'd be, be worth buying to get it twenty percent off and oh, just delivered to your door.
1: Yeah, free delivery. You could even store some for a little while. So I would be dry dog food. Yeah. yeah, the dry dog food you certainly can, and some of those things in pouches that you use as well. You can do that. So um, the
2: code is the doggy pod, the doggy all pod. one word.
1: Yeah. In caps. so go and look at Bondi Pet. They look they, dot. those people do wonderful jobs. It's part of the Bondi Vet family, and they, you know, you've seen what they do on television bring stories to you and information to you that can really help your pet. Well, now they're bringing products that can help your pet. Christmas is just around the corner. Now's the time to go to
2: BondiPet.com, stock up. All right. A lot of people don't realise that uh, Dr. Rob is very much in demand for all sorts of things and all sorts of places. And one of the places he does a lot of really interesting work for is called Zambi Wildlife Sanctuary. Yeah, which is which is on the outskirts. Now.
1: Really? Yeah. One's called Wildlife Sanctuary. The other one is Native Wildlife Sanctuary.
2: Ah. Now they're
1: on the outskirts of Sydney. Well, yeah. One's at Wallachia, and the other one is at Galston. The Uh, native wildlife sanctuary is at Galston. Mm -hmm. And the um, other wildlife sanctuary is at Wallachia. And we look after a lot of the retired animals or animals that can't be in the native sanctuary, animals that can't be put back in the wild, but deserve a good home. And in fact, it's been shown that if you can nurture these animals, they may have offspring that you can put then back into the wild. It's been done with other animals when There have been none left of a species. For example, Gouldian finches were just about wiped out in the Northern Territory. The ones that were kept in captivity have now repopulated that area. So it's a great... Thing to do. Plus, you're saving a life. As far as I'm concerned, the wildlife sanctuary where Donna is uh, situated. My friend Donna Wilson. She, does she run it? Does she? Oh, does she do a lot of work? <laughs> Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. She's. I mean, she's there all the time.
2: But give us an idea of what sort of animals are there at any. Well, we've one had time. retired. We have retired lions from
1: circuses or zoos. We have retired um, tigers. Uh, there's a couple of. Uh, cougars overseas looking for a home. They're retired. They're either going to be put to sleep or come all the way over here to to. Uh so
2: people from other parts of the world contact yeah, Donna well, and say, "I've got a couple of cougars." Yeah, and they'll ship them over. And, and well, they've
1: got to go through all the quarantine laws. Of course, yeah. There's a lot. Of, we talked about last quarantine week. last week, so there's a lot more quarantine that they have to do. And if they do that properly, then we'll be able to take them on and look after them. We have marmosets and meerkats and different birds that we have out there as well that we we help.
2: So um, what's the idea that they they this is just where they spend their the rest twilight. of their life? Yeah, their yeah.
1: twilight time, and yeah, you know, it's all. Seriously, we don't get money from the government or anything else. It's, we thank the Lord for our donations that we get that keep the park going.
2: So the whole place is just run on donations?
1: Unbelievable. Um, oh. We have building this very big baboon area, beautiful area, and that's I'll, I'll give them a free plug, thanks to <laughs> Clarendon Homes. They've put on, I guess it's going to be half a million or more by the time they finish building this for
2: us. So they're doing that just... Because
1: because they can because they can can help animals because they're nice people.
2: Oh, nice! And yeah, it's great.
1: And there's lots of other people that have donated, and their names are up on our wall there. Um, And that's the only way we can do it. I was, I donate my time to them, of course, and whatever else I can, um, to to help them out. And we look after these animals in their twilight years and give them a, a forever home, until. Yeah, It's time maybe that they're suffering because of old age and arthritis or some sickness. We've had, you know, we had a lion out there that got cancer, for example, and we had to put to sleep. Those sort of things happen. But otherwise, they just live their life out. We try to make sure, because Mother Nature takes over and she wants them to breed, uh, we do use contraceptives out there. So I we'll have to knock out the females and put in contraceptive pellets. Because you you don't want them to breed. We're not a breeding establishment. We're not trying to breed them. We're not trying to uh, propagate animals. We're we're trying to look after the ones that we already have, the the ones that have been put on this earth for whatever reason, Um, and they've been on display at zoos or worked in circuses or have done things for for humans, I guess, and it's time now to bring them in just let them have a, a quiet life. And we've got in the tiger area, there's a big pool there Swimming pool for them, for example, they can swim in the. They've got all sorts of uh, very much an enriched environment too. We like to make sure that they've got lots of things that they can do that they can enjoy, and uh, it's been part of my work that I do love. And but
2: so how how does how does. Uh... A Humble vet like yourself, Rob. How did uh, I start? How, yeah, how do you end up knowing about you know tigers and lions? And you know, uh, well, it's uh, the tri- anatomy is quite different to your local dog, you know. Oh, that,
1: very much sure. so, yeah. It's because of fish. <laughs> what right,
2: that all makes sense.
1: <laughs> well, back in the 80s, um, I was doing a fish course and.
2: Jet- what do you mean a fish course? last fish course I had was at a restaurant, which was very nice.
1: I no, not so. that course. Oh, okay. This was a biology course in biology of fishes with Professor Walter Ivanstov. He was a great guy, big Russian guy, <laughs> lovely man. And uh, the people at the African Lion Safari heard about this and said, would I come look their dolphins? I said, well, look, dolphins aren't fish, but I'd be happy to do it. And you might remember that because... Back in those days,
2: I remember. Yes, we worked together on
1: dolphins, Terry yes. Willersy tonight, and I said, "Come on out." We we'll, we did a bit of a segment on it, and that was we, a
2: uh, TV show that used to be on a long time ago. Yeah, yes. it
1: was a current affairs type show, and uh, you and I, you know, we also went down south and uh, did a, a story on seals at Montague mm. Island, and we we were allowed to go on Montague Island. You, you can do it now. But in those days, such a fragile. Island, you, you've got to be careful of it and nurture it. So, but we were allowed to do, go there and do that. So, we did a lot of things like that. And there was no internet in those days, you couldn't look things up. And it was an acute learning curve, Stephen. I bought books from everywhere, all but over the You had a, a and,
2: desire to look after exotic animals as well. You just thought yeah, that would well, be interesting.
1: Yeah, it was just a great idea, especially starting with the dolphins and the seals. And, and now, they, you know we've shut that arm of it down. And there's no lion park anymore. We used to be able to drive through and lions would jump on, the, on your car. That's all gone. The developers have taken over the land, but we still look after the animals out there. So it's, it's a, just an enjoyable part of my life.
2: All right, it's time for, once again, one of... Rob's dog. We need a little intro music there, or something. Absolutely. Like that. Anyway, which um, uh, what dog is? Well, not all
1: the, the dogs that are week. in our household are purebreds. We have crossbreds as well. Oh no, you've got a few mongrels in oh, there. Yeah, there? well, yeah. some people think I am, but that's all right. A lot of people yeah, actually. No, it's, never mind. <laughs> that's the way of the world, Stephen. And so, a few weeks ago, we did one of my daughter's dogs called Banjo. Yes, no, no, Australian working dog. Um, uh, well, Australian Shepherd, actually, not n- not a, an Australian breed. But this is uh, her next dog that she bought. This, this, this
2: thought, so this is Miami. kind of a Rob's daughter's dog. Yeah, so it's
1: what funny. would you have, Banjo? What's the next dog you're going to have? Of course, it's Clancy. As in
2: Clancy of the overflow. <laughs> overflow <laughs> yes, yes, there you poem. go. Yeah.
1: So, What's Clancy? Uh, Clancy's a cross border collie poodle, and it was an what? accident. She wasn't bred to be a, th- a specific breed or a bore or anything else. She was just a border collie, uh, jumped the fence, and they mm. had puppies. And, and so they weren't going to put the animals down. And my daughter said, I'll take one on. We'll look after one. My dad won't mind another dog in the house. He probably won't even notice it for a while.
2: <laughs> Which is probably true.
1: <laughs> and, so, and you might have seen Brandon and he was holding Clancy in the swimming pool m- with my daughter. We she posted was holding, that on Instagram yeah, recently. just recently. And so he had Clancy and... Um, they're very, very close, Brandon and Clancy. Like, which is just as well because Clancy's very protective of, of, uh, of Ainsley, my daughter. And now very protective of and welcomed Brand, Brandon as well.
2: So how old's Clancy now?
1: Clancy is about uh, two and a half, three years old oh, now. So she's quite young. Yeah, she's only a youngster. And when, when you look at her, and people say, "Oh, you've got a Schnauzer," because she looks like a Schnauzer, she's all trimmed up and looks like a a little miniature Schnauzer, which is a German breed, but no, nothing to do with it. She's so a, will
2: you post a picture of Clancy on all, our Instagram page? We will put some yeah,
1: so you can see. It. and the reason I'm talking about her. Yeah, you know, People say, oh, it's only pedigree dogs. No, I love dogs. I love dogs. Uh, you know, back in the day, probably I had my favourite breed, which was the German Shepherd, because of Strauss. You know, we've talked yes. about that. He was my first dog that we talked about. But I just love dogs. And it's individuals, dogs, that I love, not necessarily a breed. And they all become very close. And I go out to feed Clancy, and she just jumps up on me. I mean, most of the time it's Ainsley feeding her. But when I go out and see her, she always has a welcoming Smile on the face, wag of the tail, and jump, little jump on me. It's light as a feather, just gorgeous and sharp as a whip. Very smart little dog. So
2: Clancy, the yeah.
1: border, poo Polly, collie. pool, collie. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and so we get her trimmed off. You know, she gets trimmed, otherwise, she's going to have matted hair everywhere if we don't uh, trim her. And, and she gets brushed pretty much daily by Ainsley or Brandon and well cared for. Very smart dog and uh, could do really well in the beginning. All
2: right, that's it for this show, everybody. Thank you for listening. As mm. always, Dr. Rob wants the last word. It's, it's his thing. You've got to just let him do it, I guess.
1: It's the only thing I get to do on this show, really, I guess. It's, yeah, because you're
2: banging on most of the time.
1: That's it, just there. going along. And I'm going to talk about something, Rod Stewart. I wonder if Rod Stewart sang this song to his dog. He wrote a song and he said... And have you? Everybody should do this.
2: Rod Stewart, the singer. Yeah, he said, he?
1: "Have I told you lately that I love you? Do you tell your dog that? Have I told you lately that I love you? You fill my heart with gladness. You take away all the sadness. You ease my troubles. That's what dogs do.
2: Oh.
1: And I tell you now, one of the things that might trouble you with your dog, of course, is bringing your dog food home. Well, not in November,
0: not this <laughs> year.
1: November 2021. Go to Bondi Pet." Dot com put in the code the doggy pod you get free delivery and twenty percent off all sorts of things that you can buy.
2: Stock up for Christmas. See you guys. Bye.